Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, kids, it's a Wednesday edition of The Rob Carson Show. How you doing? There is uh, a lot of stuff happening in the world today and a lot of... uh, Well, I think we're starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel. Not so light for Joe Biden and his family. But uh, definitely some light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, that will result in this man, Joe Biden, leaving office before his uh, term is over. Uh, and uh, and some people paying for all of the uh, abuses and usurpations that his administration has subjected the American people to. And then, of course, we'll go after the, uh, the deep state and uh, Hillary Clinton and whatnot for uh, the time before uh, Joe Biden. But, uh, but a lot of things are happening right now, and a lot of people are, are uh, following my lead, oddly enough. Uh, you may recall... About two years ago, a little over two and a half years ago, when uh, Joe Biden was inaugurated, I said, he's never going to run again. He won't be able to. He won't be able. And then that, that kind of gradually segued into, uh, he's not going to mentally be able to run or physically run, obviously. Anybody who says otherwise is a liar. So Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, they're liars. Uh, honestly, you know, you've heard the uh, the analogy, the emperor's new clothes. It's very obvious to everybody that this, but there are some people who are still doing it, you know, still saying, no, he's perfectly fine. The dear leader is healthy and everything. Those people are going to be made to look like fools like they have with the Russia collusion hoax, like they have with Hunter Biden's laptop and the uh, the Russia uh, disinformation campaign, supposedly. Uh, but unfortunately, they don't have uh, senses of shame. So we'll just have to shame them and remind everybody how wrong they were about everything. But everybody is now saying that Joe Biden will most probably, well, not everybody, but a good amount of people are echoing what I said, which is that Joe Biden isn't going to be the candidate. He's not going to be, he's not going to be able to unless they pull a weekend at Bernie's. And who the hell knows at this point, right? I mean, uh, he's, last week he said, God save the queen. Yesterday he said, uh, end of quote. Uh, he's completely lost. Most of the times that he opens his mouth, they, they put in handy, capable stairs on Air Force One. Okay. So, you know, imagine you go home to your uh, elderly parents' home and, and uh, mom all of a sudden has a walker. And you're, you're not supposed to notice it, I guess. Well, you're going to go through the whole weekend uh, just not even noticing that mom's using a walker now. Or, or mom had, uh, you know, one of those, uh, those bathtubs you could step in and out of with the door. Or, or one of those things that goes up the stairs, you know. You sit there on the stairs and it takes you up on the little, the little seat. That's, that's next, right? Isn't that next? It is remarkable. We, we literally are so embedded with keeping people in office in Washington, D.C. We're willing to let them die in office just so they stay in office. And I'm, I'm talking about Diane Feinstein. We're witnessing her dying now, all right? If you think Diane Feinstein's going to get better, you're high. But we're watching her die in office. 
And unless she's removed from office, she's going to die in office. All right? That's how ridiculous everything has gotten in this country. You can't say the obvious because the obvious is A, true, and B, regarded as disinformation by the federal government if it's anything to do that negatives the, negatively impacts the deep state or the Biden administration. So no matter how obvious the answer is, they will deny and they will tell you the opposite. For instance, Joe Biden is going to go on a media tour promoting his economic plan that he says is working really well. He calls it uh, Bidenomics, right? So they're telling us that the economy is great when everybody knows it sucks. It's terrible. The economy is atrocious for most working people in America. It is very difficult. People are going paycheck to paycheck. People are working two and three jobs to pay the same bills they did before Joe Biden was the president. And I know this. You know why? Because I've lived it. And I see it. I'm a Walmart shopper. I'm a Dollar General shopper. I see it. I know how much thing, how much people are hurting. I see, you know, at, at Walmart, the, the yellow stickers, the stuff that's about ready to go, you know, go bad that they want to sell for cheap. It's always sold out now because everybody wants it because they don't have any money. But Joe Biden is going to go on a, uh, on a worldwide tour, a countrywide tour, promoting his economic plan, which has plummeted us into the abyss of 40-year high inflation, of, uh, of interest rates that's got so high you can't afford a house, rent that's gone through the ceiling, car prices that have gone through the ceiling, grocery prices. Try 70 to 100% in three years. Try 70 to 100%. So him going on a tour saying that Bidenomics is working would be like the White Star Line uh, launching a big public safety, the safety of our ships campaign, two weeks after the Titanic sank. All right? That's the kind of sense that it makes. Oh, the Titanic sank? Well, here you go, Mr. White Star Line uh, guy, President Bruce, uh, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Go out there and tell everybody that safety is our number one concern on the White Star Line after the Titanic sank. See how well that goes. But they've been doing this for so long, telling us the opposite of what is true and gaslighting us that they feel they can do this. And you can get away with a few things. You can, you can say, oh, well, the border crossings are down because not everybody's at the border, right? Not everybody can witness the border. That's why so many Democrats are like, okay, if he says it, I guess the border's fine. But when it comes to you going to the store and getting to the checkout and telling the cashier, well, you know, you better take those diapers off and you better take that off and you better take that off because we can't afford it then lying about the, uh, the, the economy isn't going to do anybody any good. It is uh, just laughable. It's just laughable. And as I've said, any time that the government tells you that your opinion is misinformation or disinformation, and the mainstream media and, the, uh, and big techs agree with them, realize they know you know the truth. And look at how, hallelujah, praise Jesus and pass the mashed potatoes, Rob Carson was right about that too. It's not hard to figure out. If you just pay attention and you have a thing that's called common sense, And, you know, I forever thought that uh, common sense was dead in our country. 
But I'm going to tell you, all of this nonsense, the last few years of the government telling us that all of this is normal and we know it's not, has caused common sense to make a comeback. People are, they're rolling their eyes. That's why I say don't catch the stupid. Uh, that's why I say when somebody uh, throws uh, a bunch of, st- you know, global warming's happened, climate change is happening, rather than debate them on the truth about, or the 2020 election was perfectly fine, rather than running through all my talking points and evidence, I just say, you know what? I'm not stupid. I, I'm not stupid. Don't, don't treat me like I'm stupid. Joe Biden's going to go out and say that his economy's working for Americans, and he's going to have a bunch of paid-off union people behind him. And he's going to have a small group of of people in the audience who are fluffed by uh, White House assistants, just like they do before game shows and late night TV. They get the crowd all fired up and everything. Then the old man is going to walk out and he's going to tell you how good the economy is. And you know, it's crap. If we're not, don't you suppose there would be all sorts of commercials on about uh, the growth of the economy and how things are, are and all the news reports of how the economy is booming? There's none of that. And, and what is Joe Biden doing to promote any sort of optimism that things are going to get better? He isn't. All he's doing is saying that if you go Republican, things are going to get much worse. They're actually going to go back to when the Republicans and Donald Trump were in charge when things were better. I don't think it's going to work. I, I think that uh, I think that we got some things going on that are going to. The other thing, by the way, other than Joe Biden not making his uh, his term, is that many people, including uh, Tucker Carlson and Mark Levin, now don't believe he'll make it to the end of the summer. That and and I I like I said by hook or by crook, I have a feeling. The Democrat Party is going to wake up and realize, what are we doing here? What are we defending here? What happens if we get him back in office? What, what do we do? And they're faced with the prospect of the dumbest vice president we've ever had in office taking over the presidency. But at this, at this point, does it really matter, right? Do you think it really, like, like she could bleep up the country as bad as joe biden has really but things are catching on this is uh, listen to this i'm going to play this report here this is from uh, cbs this is katherine harridge and she is talking to gary shapley he's the irs uh whistleblower who is coming forward with uh, all these allegations and and voicemails and emails and whatsapp 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 messages from hunter to chinese party officials uh, uh getting money from the chinese communist party to affect uh, uh to affect policy which is espionage but here is katherine harridge's report on cbs this is not good for the biden uh the biden presidency this is a massive hole in the hull of the ss Titanic. if this was any other person they likely would have already served their sentence gary shapley was a lead irs supervisory agent in operation sportsman the investigation into Hunter Biden. And by the way, the amount of money that Hunter Biden uh, got away with making without paying taxes is much bigger than the plea deal. The plea deal was just an attempt to erase it all. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers, 
How much? Well, I never thought you done? could. I never thought you could write that stuff off. Not not saying that I ever have done it. I mean, you know, I, I write off things like charitable donations. But. Taxes. So from 2014 to 2019, it was 2.2 million dollars. The back taxes were paid off, and last week by his buddies, the Trump-appointed U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, reached an agreement with Hunter Biden. The president's son would admit yeah. to a firearm charge and plead guilty for his failure to pay taxes. If a judge signs off, the deal means no jail time. Yeah, misdemeanor charges for millions of dollars in stolen, or I should say, not paid taxes. Testimony we have just released details a lack of U.S. attorney independence. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I don't believe Merrick Garland because he's a liar. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the attorney general or the U.S. attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. Uh-oh. It was just shocking to me. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that... And still alive. I know. I'm surprised, too. Even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. Listen to this. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. There you go. There you go. This is why we have a Bastille. We have a bourgeois. We have a proletariat. Now we need to bring out the figurative guillotine and cut the heads off these agencies in Washington, D.C., impeach these people, indict them, arrest them, try them, and stick them in jail. There's no greater example than using the justice system to keep you and yourself and your kid out of trouble while other people have gone to jail with extensive prison sentences for just that or going after your political enemy while you have committed high crimes and misdemeanors. It's a prime example of why this has to be the year of a new American revolution. Here's the number, guys. we got more audio and more phone calls and Roseanne Barr's in the news and all sorts of stuff. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. Shapley, who is still working for the IRS, told us that even before President Biden took office, he was directed to avoid leads involving Hunter's father. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. Yeah, and by the way, the DOJ fired the entire investigative team on the Hunter Biden tax case. Yeah. I think there's going to have to be some hell to pay. That is saying. And I'm not talking about what's on Joe Biden's head. The hell to pay. No, 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 no. He's got a hell to pay and some implants. But there's got to be hell to pay. There has to be hell to pay. And then listen to this. I think Budweiser needs to uh, come up with a new commercial. Uh, it's the WhatsApp. 
So it's like, what's up? What's up? What's up? And then Hunter's on the other side, and there's a Chinese uh, Communist Party. What is up? And then Hunter goes, what's up? You know, I need $5 million. What's up? Anyway, uh, new Hunter Biden WhatsApp messages show him demanding $10 million from the Chinese energy venture and bragging that his family is the best at appeasing the company's now missing chairman. Yeah, that's how. That's what happens to people in China when they, they get exposed and stuff. They die. They just disappear. Kind of like what happened to so many Clinton affiliates. Anyway, uh, House Republicans released more WhatsApp messages yesterday. Say they were written by Hunter Biden as he worked on a business deal with Chinese energy company and messages in August of 2017. He pushed a $10 million would be needed uh, to be invested into a joint a little joint, a little drug humor. Joint venture with CEFC China called a $5 million proposal new to me and not acceptable, obviously. Now, think about this. Uh, Joe Biden just sold a million barrels of oil out of our strategic oil reserve um, earlier this year to China. Why did he do that? Why is he outsourcing all of our energy to China and not making us energy independent? Well, it's called uh, come up. It's it's called payback. Yeah. So there's these uh, messages. Hunter was messaging Gong Wen Dong. Uh, he also was hired by Patrick Ho. So he had a... No, I'm not going to do it. Dong, a CEFC China energy associate, who used the nickname Kevin. Yeah. Kevin! Kevin! I'm tired of this, Kevin, Hunter said. I can make $5 million in salary from any law firm in America. <laughs> Sorry. If you think it's about money, it's not. Well, of course it is. The Bidens are the best at doing exactly what Chairman wants from this partnership. Please, let's not quibble over peanuts. This sounds like a mob movie. The next one, uh, the next day, one of Hunter's shell company, companies, Owasco, was given ten grand uh, from CEFC. That just got him through the hookers and crack for one night. The House Oversight uh, Republicans said they shared a receipt. The chairman, Republicans say, is now missing. Child, Chinese oil tycoon Re Yi Yaming. Zhou, uh, he appeared in 2018 after being taken into custody by Chinese authorities. He's probably going to be wrapped up in a rug in a park somewhere. Yi had previously been questioned by federal authorities in New York in November 2017 over a bribery scheme related to CEFC's business in Chad and Uganda. That's good. Well, that's good. Reputable, reputable companies, reputable countries. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty remarkable. August 8, 2017, $5 million was wired uh, fr uh, from a CEFC-affiliated investment vehicle into Hudson West 3. That's one of uh, Hunter's uh, little uh, shell companies. Um, and you know what? Uh, coming up, I've got some audio. Um, in fact, I might play it right now. John Ratcliffe is uh, talking about this. He says that we know that things are starting to hit the fan because Biden officials are starting to change their tunes. This allegation against Joe Biden, um, you know, WhatsApp message that the whistleblower has, has identified uh, about a potential $5 million bribe. The reason you know that that's very serious, Larry, is, is watching how the White House has changed their tone huh. uh, in the White House press room. Yeah. So John Kirby and Corinne Jean-Pierre went from giving really glib responses like, oh, it's a bunch of malarkey, to in the last couple of days, John Kirby 
uh, <laughs> running away from reporters. Yeah, and Corinne yeah. Jean-Pierre, instead of saying in response to a question, was Joe Biden with Hunter Biden at that time? Instead of saying no, said, I refer you to the White House counsel. Yeah, there you go. That's why I call it the SS Titanic. When Joe Biden took office, I said he may have been installed as the president. There may have been a lot of malfeasance from the FBI, DOJ. We know that was true. But ultimately, the fire in the belly in the coal bunkers of the SS Titanic is you and me. And we're not letting this go. And we're going to bring this ship down. More audio. Your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. To all the American haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. One of my favorite guests, because he's one of my favorite uh, reporters of all time, James Rosen, joins us on the News and Newsmax Hotline. He's also an author, by the way. He's got this wonderful book, Scalia, Rise to Greatness, 1936 to 1986. And James is on the North Lawn of the White House this morning. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm blessed to be with you, my friend. How are you, Rob? Uh, buddy, I'm really, really good. I heard that there were some more WhatsApp messages yesterday on uh, Capitol Hill with regard to Hunter Biden and a uh, this uh, Chinese businessman. Uh, what's the uh, What's the fallout today? What are you What are you hearing today after more re- revelations of uh, Hunter Biden WhatsApp messages? So President Biden uh, stopped uh, to take a few questions from reporters for about three minutes. Um, when he was on the south lawn of the White House, uh, making his way toward Marine One, the presidential helicopter. And he was asked by Stephen Nelson of the New York Post, who has doggedly followed and pursued the Hunter Biden story over a year's length of time now, uh, how involved were you in that Chinese shakedown text message? Uh, And the president seemed at first to regard the the question quizzically, uh, and Stephen Nelson then rephrased it to say, were you? And the president answered in, in one strong word, no. Now, given that the, the helicopter rotors were, were whirring at the time, the audio was poor, <laughs> yes. um, even if we accept that that's exactly how the, the, the exchange went down, and I've listened to it myself, uh, again, it's difficult, given those circumstances and what we know about the way President Biden speaks, to really accept that as a formal denial that he wasn't sitting next to his son when his son composed the famous WhatsApp message to the Chinese Communist Party official 
in essence shaking him down and saying, my father's sitting right next to me, and we want to know why the, the, the fulfillment, the, the, the promise hasn't been fulfilled. So uh, it's some small advancement of the story today with the president saying no. Um, he wasn't really involved in that effort. But again, the, the circumstances make it difficult to, to really to regard it as a, as a formal denial. Now, I, uh, I have a clip I want to play from you of John Ratliff yesterday, um, and he was talking to Larry Kudlow about uh, maybe a subtle shift in attitude from some of the players uh, and, uh, with regard to uh, questions about this, because uh, they're not as, as uh, I guess, as uh, nonchalant as they used to be. They're a little more, a little more trite, a little more snippy. Here's, the, here's John Ratliff. The reason you know that that's very serious, Larry, is, is watching how the White House has changed their tone uh, in the White House press room. So John Kirby and Corinne Jean-Pierre went from giving really glib responses like, oh, it's a bunch of malarkey, to in the last couple of days, John Kirby uh, running away from reports. And here is that sound clip of you addressing John Kirby about WhatsApp messages and how he reacted a couple days ago. If I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person... God, he, I love this guy's voice. ...he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, <laughs> that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Here comes unquote. Kirby. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're good. We're, I'm not, James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know. You. What is his excuse, James, for not answering that question, that line of questioning? And have you noticed a little shift from some of the players into a little more uh, testy exchanges with reporters asking questions about this? So uh, I gather that uh, Admiral Kirby's um, rationale in his own mind for not addressing the, the, this question further is simply that it was the subject uh, of, a, of a criminal investigation that uh, the U.S. attorney in Delaware has stated is, is quote, ongoing. Uh, however, the very beginning of the admiral's response to me was no. He said no, that the WhatsApp message does not undermine uh, the claim from President Biden and his aides never to have discussed uh, Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings with him. Uh, now, why it, that such a text message wouldn't undermine those claims Admiral Kirby didn't stick around to explain. You asked about a potential shift in messaging, and Director uh, Ratcliffe also alluded to this. The shift that we've seen is that uh, where the, the president's aides used to echo his statement from 2020 that he never once discussed Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings with him, uh, which, of course, was a claim that was far-fetched on its face. What father uh, doesn't discuss his son's over business dealings with him, especially when your vice president and the business dealings are overseas and so forth. But uh, the shift is that where they once said he never discussed his son's business dealings with him, the White House counsel's office that same day as the Kirby exchange you were just playing issued a statement saying, in essence, as we've said many times before, the president was never in business with his son. 
And that shifts the goalposts a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. And none of this stuff is by accident. They just do it incrementally, and they think we won't notice. But, you know, fortunately, astute reporters like you uh, do notice these things. Now, James, I want to ask you this, because I know, and in all seriousness, uh, you are a journalist. You went to school because you believe that the Institute of Journalism is incredibly important if we are going to continue as a representative republic, as a country that has a First Amendment. But when you look at stories like this one uh, unveiling with regard to Joe Biden and a cover-up by the IRS, the DOJ, the IRS, um, don't you try to help me understand why, mo- other than just the po- political lens, why most of the mainstream media is ignoring what I would consider on any other year to be the biggest political scandal in American history. Can you, can you put me in the mind of people who call themselves journalists to ignore things like this? Well, I, first I have to say I didn't go to journalism school because of those lofty concerns about the First Amendment uh, or the Fourth Estate. But you, you know, you didn't need to clear to, that up. You could have just gone with that, James. <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to get book deals and go to all the right parties, let's be frank. Oh, okay. I thought it was just uh, to meet chicks. I didn't know. <laughs> no, you're kind to, to mention it. And yes, of course, I, I believe yeah. in, in the institution of the free press. Um, I, I can't say I agree necessarily with the contention that the mainstream media have completely ignored the story that we're talking about, uh, these IRS whistleblower uh, allegations. After all, it was CBS News who presented the first on-camera interview uh, with the IRS whistleblower himself. Uh, and it was Peter Baker of the New York Times, a colleague and friend, who followed up on my questioning about the Hunter Biden WhatsApp message in that briefing with Karine Jean-Pierre, and who said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing but fairly closely, um, Kirby wouldn't answer James's question. It was a not unreasonable question. Are you going to answer it? And that sort of unleashed the floodgates, and a number of other reporters from CBS News and elsewhere um, started uh, hammering Karine Jean-Pierre with questions about this story. I think as the documentary record worsens for Hunter Biden and his father, and I do think that we will see greater disclosures, um, or at least continued disclosures, um, I think more and more you're seeing the mainstream media pick up this story. Yeah. Well, you know, the reason why CBS is covering it is because Catherine Herridge is there. That's what I think. And, and I have gr- a great deal of respect for Catherine Herridge. I think she's she's amazing. I think she's a firebrand and she's like you. She believes in journalism. And I think she I believed personally me. I believe she's the only reason that they're covering this because she was the first person to cover the Hunter Biden laptop story literally five months ago when everybody else ignored it for three years. So, I, you know, I, I, in fairness, I, um, the IRS whistleblower who did the interview with CBS News, I don't believe that that was the reporter um, who was on that story. But uh, nonetheless, again, people forget things like this. It was the New York Times that broke the story that Hillary Clinton had used a private email server when she was Secretary of State, perhaps the story that more than anything else damaged her candidacy in 2016 uh, and made it possible for President Trump to rise. Mm-hmm. But they also ignored her destroying all the emails and the devices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to agree to disagree. I think most of mainstream journalism is in the tank for a party. I don't believe you're a partisan, though, James. I, I really don't. I, I, I've known some I very writing wrong. Uh, well, if you, you know, how much money do you have in your checking account? I, I'll consider <laughs> it. I've got uh, uh, what are you working on today, sir? So we're covering uh, President Biden's speech any minute now. It's supposed to start at the top of the hour in Chicago. Uh, it's billed as a major speech on the economy. Um, it's uh, where the White House is trying to co-opt the use of the term Bidenomics yes. and sell it as yes. a positive. 
president has some good economic numbers he can tout, but boy, the, 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 the voters aren't buying it. The real clear politics average of major reliable polls show that on his handling of the economy, President Biden is facing a negative spread of 17 points on average. Yeah, well, you know, James, uh, uh, Joe Biden running on Bidenomics is like the White Star line running on safety two weeks after the Titanic sank. All right, so it doesn't... <laughs> this is this is undeniable because people, you know, when you look at the largest retail sector in America right now that's growing, it's dollar stores because people are buying their groceries. I, I don't know how well this is going to fly, uh, but I'm, uh, I noticed, by the way, yesterday off subject, uh, it was uh, it was uh, uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis in uh, in New Hampshire. Some uh, some things heating up as far as the uh, the uh, race uh, for the GOP. Any thoughts on uh, Donald? Donald Trump, what he's going through with uh, the classified documents and this new uh, leaked audio tape that show he apparently had classified documents and he was showing them. Uh, any, do you suppose that's going to have a big impact? Well, the, the, the impact that, that that audio tape may have, um, we could probably assess will be different in terms of the impact on a, on a, on a set of jurors in the president's forthcoming criminal trial. And the set of voters in the early voting states and the early primary and caucus states. Uh, so far, but Donald Trump is right now adding to the long list of political norms that he has shattered by remaining the front runner, indeed even growing his lead over the rest of the GOP primary field, since he has been criminally indicted twice. Um, it, it's, it's not a formula most politicians would seek or could make work. Of course, it's still very early in the process. Uh, there are, as you mentioned, uh, two more criminal prosecutions or, or, or investigations ongoing that could result in additional charges being filed against the former president. We don't know that the rally effect that, ha- that he has benefited from to date will still hold after potentially two more indictments. Uh, but it is a season like no other. We can say that much, Rob. Amen, bro. That's exactly what I was saying. And you and I have been on the planet long enough. We've been in this business long enough that this is not another primary season. This, this, no. is, this is something we've never seen before. It, it's remarkable. These are historic times. I'm blessed that I can opine and share my, my thoughts on it. I think uh, you should be as a reporter. This is Goldmine City, baby. This is, this is amazing yes. stuff. So, for the media, well, I, these are fat times, for sure. Oh, oh, yes, oh, yes. Well, James Rosen, thanks for joining me again. Where can people find information on Scalia Rise to Greatness? There's a, there's a good deal of onus on the Supreme Court, and I have a feeling that your book sales are going to rise. Well, thank you very much. You can follow me on Newsmax every day, where I'm the chief White House correspondent, and you can catch my reports and lots on my book, Scalia Rise to Greatness, uh, the first definitive biography of Antonin Scalia, on my Twitter feed, at James Rosen TV. All right, James, have a glorious weekend. God bless you, and a, and a happy 4th of July. All right. Thanks so much, Rob. Thank you. Bet, you. you bet. Let's take a break and come back, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's The Rob Carson Show. I thank James Rosen for being on the show again. He's always awesome. I think he's uh, mistaken with regard to <laughs> the state of journalism by his his colleagues uh, because, honestly, they haven't done a good job covering anything that is negative with regard to uh, to Joe Biden. But uh, i got to tell you, of all the people, and, and there are just a few people I would add to the club of, of journalists who I've known, and I don't, you know, I don't know a lot of people in the industry, but there are some people who I just really, really respect. Uh, 
John Stossel, James Rosen, uh, John Solomon, among others, uh, Miranda Devine, um, just people who are committed to journalism, unlike uh, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS, PBR, what the hell? Any P-U-B-E, I have no idea. Hunter Biden agreed to plead guilty last week to two misdemeanor counts of failing to pay income taxes on time. No big deal, right? You just, you know, just give him a couple little misdemeanors. It's not a big deal. Hunter uh, Biden set up a scheme involving a Ukrainian gas company. He sat on the board of a Chinese business uh, company, by the way, as well. He had already owed hundreds and thousands of dollars in taxes long before his father became vice president in 2014. It's his drug problem. Burisma put Hunter on its board of directors. Burisma paid him $666,000 a year. Yeah. According to a whistle, the whistleblower, Hunter Biden received the money from Burisma. Instead of reporting it as income, paying taxes on, he put the money into a Chinese firm run by one of his associates, then loaned the money to himself. Isn't that interesting? They call that money laundering. I don't even knew that. He took loans from uh, that corporation. Of course, these are loans, loans you never pay back, right? Uh, and then he didn't pay taxes on the loans. None of it was taxed. So none of the business, uh, none of it has been paid. And what they did is that they, uh, they wanted to let the statute of limitations run out on the years before 2014. That was their goal. That was their goal. Byron York of the Washington Examiner. Uh, Biden's income 2014 was not uh, part of the misdemeanor charges against him. Statue of limitations was allowed to expire. The whistleblower also noted that Hunter Biden's friend, wealthy Hollywood celebrity lawyer Kevin Morris, paid off the $2.2 million that Hunter Biden owed the IRS for 2014 through 2019. Yeah, it's good to have friends in high places, isn't it? Isn't it? This is John Ratliff again uh, saying what is going to, what he thinks is going to happen. I don't think Joe Biden's going to make it to the end of the summer. I know, I believe, I know he isn't going to be the candidate of choice for the Democrat Party in 2024, but what is next, John Ratliff? Really what House Republicans need to do is systematically prosecute this case, do things like interview, you know, did Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf really say, uh, you, we're not going to ask any questions about whether, uh, about the Joe Biden being the big guy. Or- and tip off Hunter Biden to the uh, raid and search of his storage unit. Yes, they went after Hunter Biden's unit. And they didn't touch it. Probably a good idea. A relationship between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Uh, There'll be a paper trail if uh, Hunter Biden's lawyers were tipped off about a search warrant. I would not want to put a black light in that unit. And if there really was uh, an attempt to bring felony indictments against Hunter Biden that were not ultimately brought... There's going to be a paper trail about that. And I think, Larry, oh, yeah. that if that proves to be true, mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be an impeachment trial against uh, Merrick Garland. I think in the face of that, if it's corroborated, he'll resign or Joe Biden will uh, will fire his uh, his wingman um, mm-hmm. and let him be the fall guy for this. That wouldn't surprise me. That's kind of the way of the world in Washington, D.C., isn't it? Here's Jim Gossett. Hunter shook down Henry Xiao, said I need that Chinese payoff now. Dad's right here and you can bet, he'll back me up, yeah, that's a threat. <laughs> and at that moment, little Hunter knew, little he Hunter. said, Dad, I'm a crook like you, Pop. 
I'm a big crook like you. This always brings tears to my eyes right here. I was born with a silver spoon. From prosecution, he's immune. He commits fraud around the clock. A chip off the communist block. Hunter, a chip off the communist block. Suitcase for Joe and his son. Hana really knows how to get it done. Not a peep from the FBI. Aye. Protecting the big guy, Joe. Protecting the big guy. There you go. There you go. The SS Titanic is taking on water. Taking on water. Oh, Hunter Biden has privately settled with the baby mama over child support payments for their four-year-old daughter. Uh, his contributions, his his uh, his alimony is dropping from uh, or palimony twenty thousand to five thousand a month, and uh, the mother and the daughter cannot use the family name, which is a blessing for the daughter. Leave it at Roberts. Leave it at Navy Joan Roberts, not Navy Joan Biden, because the guy's a scumbag. Scumbag. So uh, Hunter Biden is claiming hardship. Apparently, he spent all that money, those millions of dollars. Only a, a real drug addict could blow through that kind of coin and not have anything to show for it. Right? Right? Isn't that what you do when you're a severe drug addict? You just blow through millions and millions of dollars and nothing to show for it. But fortunately, the little girl will not have his name, and she's going to have to support uh, her and, and live on her own at 60 k a year, which ain't much. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. He loves the Constitution. He fights for what's right. He hates the bad guys. He's a freedom warrior. He's your freedom warrior. Watch Carl Higby every weekday on Newsmax. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and it is very good Friday. It is a very good Friday because the Supreme Court justices who Donald Trump appointed were able to get some things done despite a, uh, a president who has completely taking a uh, crap on the Constitution the last three years, including literally uh, getting the uh, the DHS to work with the FBI and the DOJ to crush the free speech of American citizens. And they've been able to do this wholesale because, you know, people like Kevin McCarthy and others sit on their hands rather than impeach people. And so the Supreme Court is getting it done. Supreme Court, you know, they got rid of Roe v. Wade. We were told that there would be back alley abortions and everybody was going to die and women were going to do this. And guess what happened? A whole lot more babies lived. And women are beginning to realize that really the most incredible thing that they they have in their possession is the ability to have a child, not the ability to kill the child. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Women were sold a bill of goods. And if you don't believe me, uh, look at the same people who pushed uh, the abortion uh, issue. They're the ones who are saying that uh, men ought to be able to compete with women and destroy their college careers and their dreams. Kind of makes you feel like you're being played a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. 
It's kind of that way. It's like the same people who uh, who said that you know you, you that uh, uh, affirmative action was cool in college admissions, and M- Michelle Obama and Barack Obama, who by the way were born with silver spoons in their mouths and never had to do a damn thing. Barack Obama was rich and raised in privilege, like you would never believe. Both of them went to Ivy League schools. Neither one of them have anything to do with America's inner cities. So rather than you know focusing on getting kids into Harvard like they were, how about focusing on Getting kids out of high school being able to read and write. You never say a damn thing about those, do you? Let's see. We got the uh, the loans, the student loans, by the way, no longer. You know, if you, you got to pay them if you took them out. So Joe Biden can't buy votes with that. You got a graphic designer in Colorado who's won her First Amendment uh, 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 victory. She was uh, being told by a gay couple that you have to design our wedding website. And she said, well, it, I don't hate gay people, but I can't do that. It's religious convictions. So they decided to be D-words about it. Instead of going to another designer, they... Uh, they sued, and free speech won. Too bad, so sad. You got that. You've got, uh, I mean, look at this. Look at all the victories. They're just stacking up, stacking up left and right. Let's go to Doug in D.C., or I should say leaving D.C. right now. Doug, how you doing, my friend? Happy Friday. And happy Friday to you. I just want to say one thing, what you just said. I, I want to say that thank God for, I know a lot of people get mad at Mitch McConnell, but he kept Garrett, you know, uh, Garland off the Supreme Court, him and you know, and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I I will give him that credit. That would be the only thing I possibly <laughs> would even consider giving him credit for. <laughs> but it is a good day, don't you say? Don't you think, Doug? It is a good day, and I was just I was just in your discussion about the the uh, school loans. Is what kills me is the reason why these schools are charging so much money is because the government shoveled all this money out there without, you know, having any sort of concept of, you know, maybe if you're getting a doctor's degree, it's worth getting that much debt. But if you're, like you said, you know, you know lesbian basket weaving, you're not going to be able to pay off the loan. But, but that's one reason why all the prices went up, because there was easy money. It's sort of like what they did when they caused the housing crisis by shoveling all this money out regardless of whether a person could pay it back or not. 1,000, you're exactly right. That's the perfect model for this, Doug. And higher academia, they know that the government has their back. The teachers' unions, they know that the government, the Democrats have their back, and they always just thought you keep raising it up and raising it up. This uh, this, uh, this was a very, when you, when you really look into it, uh, just a really disgusting uh, attempt to buy votes and to uh, and to pay off people in higher education for this ridiculous increase in in prices that people have to endure to go to college it is it's absolutely ridiculous the, the universities are money machines that's all they really are anymore i appreciate the phone call doug you don't want to hear something funny you want to hear something funny Joe Biden is out, and he's uh, touting Bidenomics. They're trying to make Bidenomics into something positive. I mean, it's like literally taking the word turd and making it into something awesome. Like, hey, man, I got to tell you, this turd sure is awesome. Man, turd rocks. Put a bumper sticker on your car that says turd. Get your, uh, you know, your, uh, your personalized license plate, turd one. That's what Joe Biden's trying to do to Bidenomics, even though his, uh, his uh, Bidenomics have failed Failed wholesale. Here's Larry Kudlow yesterday talking about Joe Biden and Bidenomics and how he wins the uh, Pinocchio Award. Middle out, bottom up. What does that mean? No one knows what it means. Nope. Hear this and weep. Yeah. Bidenomics is about building an economy. 
from the middle out and the bottom up, Missouri. not the top down. When I took off, this is completely nonsensical words, just meant to distract. The pandemic was raging, and our economy was reeling. The economy was reeling at a 6.5 percent annual growth rate. Oh, there was that when Donald Trump was president. That was given to him on a silver platter by Donald Trump. Today, the economy is actually reeling at a 1% growth rate. Yeah. So boss Biden gets another bottomless Pinocchio. Yeah, go ahead. And, no, please go ahead and, and go with that uh, on your campaign, how good the economy is. Because uh, you can lie about a lot of things. You can lie about uh, the, the border because people aren't at the border. You can lie about climate change and all this other nonsense. You can lie about all this. But ultimately, when people hear you say Bidenomics is working and they look at where they are now versus where they were three years ago when Donald Trump was in office, it's undeniable. So you can say all you want. But it ain't going to mean anything to people who have to shop at Dollar General for their groceries now and people who had to come out of retirement to work two or three jobs just to pay the same bills they did three years ago. Nice try. Oh, God, the wheels are coming off this thing. I love it. In every way, shape, and form, the last two weeks have been so epic with Supreme Court rulings, all of the, the knowledge now we have about the Joe Biden family, the crime family coming out, all of the knowledge that we found out about how the federal government was behind all of this misinformation, disinformation to go after conservative speech, all of this is coming to the light of day. This is the most impactful time in my lifetime politically for the rebirth of freedom in America. It really is. This is really awesome. Because they're really trying to crush it. They're, they tried every way, shape, and form to crush freedom of speech and expression. Whether you, you don't want to use somebody's preferred pronouns or, or whether your bakery doesn't want to cook a cake for a gay couple, you go to another bakery. Or, or whether you, know, you, you want to say, hey man, I think that ivermectin might work. Or maybe the, the vaccine is a joke. It doesn't prevent infection. How about all that? Oh, it's a glorious time. It really is. We are going to have to go through many more tribulations. Don't get me wrong, but we're winning. Geraldo has quit Fox News. You hear about this? This is the only liberal I've ever heard of who quit when the network went left. Here he is on his sailboat yesterday talking about his departure. You go faster on the boat than you would uh, trying the Long Island Expressway. So it doesn't look like I'm going to be on the five. I mean, I'm not going to be on the five. I've been fired from the five, and as a result of that, I quit Fox. So, I'll have more to say about that on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. Thank you. Now, you know the interesting thing, um, Geraldo has gone left in the last few years. And he's defending the defenseless. And I was thinking about this. I mean, what is the advantage to having a leftist on your, uh, you know, conservative station? Say, for instance, Newsmax. We got this uh, Chris Plant show, and he got a guy on there who's a, who's a young guy. He's a, a Democrat, and he's completely wrong about everything. And, uh, you know, why do we even have him on? Because what generally it does with a conservative audience just pisses them off. You know, a lot of the times. But you know what? Honestly, I like the discussion. I, I like to see it. Because I see arguments parroted that, that honestly are intellectually and morally bankrupt. And they're easy to defeat. And it's nice to expose them rather than just reinforcing your beliefs all the time. You know? 
And then I thought about the, the uh, MSNBC. The only conservatives they let on are people like S.E. Cup or Chris Christie who've sold out their conservative cred to be on the networks. So what would you rather have? Somebody who really is the opposite of the uh, lion's share of the viewership or somebody who just pretends to be? Uh, I personally, I could give a rat's behind about Geraldo Rivera. I really, you know, I mean, I don't dislike the man. I think he's a pretty decent and good guy. He's lived an extraordinary life. He's completely wrong about everything. He's 80 years old, and he's still, you know, touting these these ideas and ideals from uh, left-leading baby boomers that have failed time and time again. But I, you know, I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of sad to see him go to be to some degree. You know, don't you kind of like sitting there and rolling your eyes and going, oh, God, come on, rather than just getting the same response from all the panelists? You know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Did you hear about this? Uh, Andrea Mitchell, she's in all sorts of trouble because the other night she said on NBC uh, the obvious. And it's not about Joe Biden's age. It's about his brain not working, by the way. They're bringing up this thing about age. And Andrea Mitchell, 76 years old, and she talked the other night about Joe Biden's age. She's getting all sorts of heat, heat about it. Here she is, by the way. Amidst poll numbers in our NBC News poll showing two-thirds of voters have concerns about the president's age, something he obviously can't do anything about. It's not about his age. Oh, making self-deprecating jokes, though, about it to try to defuse the issue. It's not going to go anywhere because, you know, his brain doesn't work. A new NBC News analysis shows that Biden has been cracking jokes about his age more often than usual. It's the new funny. NBC News poll shows 68% of all voters say that they are concerned about President Biden having the necessary mental and physical health to do the job. There you go. And, of course, everybody's going crazy. Dear Andrea Mitchell, a reminder that Nancy Pelosi is older than Joe and ran circles around Donald Trump every day. That's funny. It's not true. But certainly, uh, Nancy kind of has more of a brain than uh, than uh, than uh, Joe Biden. Uh, here's another uh, Twitter. Uh, 76-year-old Andrea Mitchell declares Biden is too old to be president. Wonder how she'd feel if uh, told her she was too old for a t- t- job being a TV journalist. Well, again, her brain works. And Joe Biden's doesn't. Like yesterday when he was on talking to Nicole Wallace on MSNBC and out of nowhere he just gets up and leaves the interview live on camera, gets up out of the chair, walks away. Well, and and the ones that didn't vote for your bills but run on them. That's right. (laughs) Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's great to have you. Thank you. Get up walking away. See you later. Bye. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. She's Uh, in there. Okay, well, that's kind of weird. And then here's Pete Booty Gig, or Pete Boot Edge Edge, the transportation secretary who doesn't know anything about transportation saying that he didn't have any problem with joe biden's age what do you say to people who are concerned about his age and slip-ups like the one he had today his age well what i say is i wish you could be in a room with him the way i often am seeing how he is simultaneously focused on a big picture vision he only collapses mentally in public he's perfectly fine when the cameras are off and very focused on details. I'll tell you, we've had, uh, uh, for example, meetings on some of the work that we've been doing. Why does he change in public then? With rail infrastructure. If anything, you'd be more focused in public. Where he winds up drilling in on questions so detailed, we have to go back and set up another meeting or pull in uh, experts from Amtrak. Like the other day in a meeting, he said, are we getting vanilla or chocolate pudding tonight? That's how focused he is. To help uh, satisfy the president's uh, desire for detailed information and his focus on Yeah, you know what? Nobody believes you. Nobody believes you. Nobody believes that. Even Democrats. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I, and, I, and I posted this on Twitter the other night. 
if you think that Democrats are fine with Joe Biden and everything's cool and they're not panicked, you're out of your mind. They are freaking the freak out. They are doing everything they can to keep their heads from exploding because they know that supporting Joe Biden like Pete Buttigieg is a lie and everybody knows it. You know why? Because even some Democrats aren't stupid. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. His pronouns are he and man. His adjectives are awesome and excellent. And his interjections are hell and yeah. It's The Rob Carson Show. The child of Hunter Biden and a former stripper will select uh, one of his paintings to keep as a part of the child support settlement after a judge modified the agreement to lower the financial support. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden is giving his biological daughter parting gifts. Isn't that nice? Here's Jim Gossett. Hunter Biden is suing his baby's mama. You get one of my paintings, darling. Don't call me. Saying that she doesn't have a claim. Class act, old Hunter Biden. Yeah, I'll tell you. She wants to name her little daughter Navy Joan Biden. Navy Joan. He don't want her to have the Biden name. I don't think I'd want that name right now or ever. A judge made Hunter pay back child support. $20,000 a month, down to five. This deadbeat dad should hang his head in shame. But she gets a painting. And now he wants to deprive his little daughter once again. Pretty sickening. He don't want her. Name's going down in value. It's interesting. She gets to choose a painting. Uh, the, the, the Biden would have to assign the child some of his paintings, but the exact number is uh, is redacted now. Everybody knows it's not the value, uh, the paintings that make the value. It's who sells the paintings. And I'm presuming that uh, this little girl who's being ignored by her father uh, won't be able to sell them to Chinese officials in exchange for in, in exchange for government corruption. Really, I mean, honestly, as, as a dad, who, as a man here, whose father left at seven, never, ever called back nothing. Do you know how devastating it is for a kid to have the, the, their biological parents want nothing to do with them? You know how devastating that is? It happens in inner cities all over the place to the tune of about 70% of the time. No dad around. It's just sad, and, and I got to tell you, I wouldn't want the Biden name right now. And that Biden name is going down in value daily, and it will be mud. Worse than mud when all is said and done. Let's go to Michelle in Baltimore. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Well, I want you to know I would have said the same thing about the Joe Biden name. Oh, yep. my goodness. I'd be embarrassed. Yep. Anyway, that's not what I called about. Uh, we're talking about making a living without going to college. So someone in my family was standing online in like a Home Depot kind of place, and he's got to talking to the person who was in back of him. 
it turned out that the person in back of him was a professor of a vocational school. So he asked him, would you be willing to tutor myself and my brother in the course that you're teaching? It seems that he taught air conditioning and refrigeration. So the relative, the guy said, yeah, I, I do that. And he made an agreement of how much money. The guy taught him and his brother, he tutored, tutored him one-on-one. -on -one. He later went into air conditioning refrigeration business, and he does that to this day. It makes a yeah. really nice living. Makes a good living, yeah. doesn't it? You know, and there's nothing wrong with a trade. A trade, how about that? It's valuable, especially so something like that. Any college tuition, no college tuition, to just pay the guy on an hourly basis and learned it from the professor himself. I love so it. So that was right. item one. Item two, I wanted to mention. Real quick. Yes, uh, I'm very energized by this yes. idea of the Supreme Court saying that uh, forget it with uh, affirmative action. But I was wondering, you know, there's what can we do with the energy? I mean, I'd love to hear from someone like Barbara that. Um, a long time ago, there was something called the Peace Corps under John Kennedy. There has to be a way to, to mobilize, I don't know, people in the church, perhaps, to take kids on one-on-one -on -one so they can be interested in being in a family and having a mother and a father and, and learning something and to understand about family and God. Because if we're not able to get people to have those core values, we're still lost. Amen. Michelle, I appreciate your phone call. Thank you very much for the phone call. Yeah, there, there has to be something societally that happens, particularly in the inner city black community, to save these kids rather than suddenly acting like we care about them when they apply at Harvard, Michelle and Barack Obama. How about in Baltimore City schools? How about after 60 years of failing and promising to do better, Democrats start doing something, or better yet, go the hell away and let somebody in charge who will fix it. Because honestly, it hasn't worked. All right, we've got much more coming up, including Trump has a 50-point advantage over DeSantis with young people. Weird. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's The Rob Carson Show. Coming up, I've got some new polls, including nearly half of Americans say Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. What? What? Yeah, I know. And uh, then uh, there's a new poll also that says Trump has a 50-point advantage over Ron DeSantis. You'd think, oh, well, younger guy got to attract younger voters. Nah, no, nah, not at all. That's not the case. So we'll get to all of that uh, coming up on the show. Joining us right now, and, I, and I've wondered, and I've been talking about this, I said that clearly the, uh, the uh, policy goals of the Barack Obama administration are being... Uh, meted it out in this administration. It's very clear. I said that, that there is a Maoist, Stalinist takeover of the country. It's very obvious. The class of 1968 is spreading its wings. Barack Obama was the original progeny of the class of 1968. And I said it can all, you can, you can literally go back. And, and this is the kind of hubris that Barack Obama had because he knew, like so many Democrats, that he would never be called out on things. So somehow, out of nowhere, on the White House Christmas tree is a, uh, a, a bulb, a Christmas bulb, with Mousy Tongue's face on it. And everybody's like, why, why the Mao ornament? Well, that, was a, that was a signal, baby. That was a wink and a nod. And now we're seeing that all of this is really coming to fruition. And joining us is uh, somebody who's actually written a book at it, Jamie Glazoff. He's written uh, Barack Obama's True Legacy, How He Transformed America. And he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you doing today? Fantastic. It's an honor and privilege to be here, Rob. 
Well, I'm, uh, I uh, had alluded to um, Barack Obama telescoping, telegraphing to all of us what his plans were. I mean, we heard literally before Joe Biden was elected that his dream would be to uh, actually have somebody else be in the position and he's pulling the strings from the. It was his way of saying, this is what I'm going to do. Then we find out that Susan Rice, obviously a big player in the Biden administration, she walked away three weeks ago. So clearly, I, I, I believe, and I think most people who are reasonably intelligent think that Barack Obama started this leftward motion in America, and Joe Biden is doing his bidding. What do you think? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, the catastrophe that we see today unfolding in America, you know, a lot of the seeds are in the Obama administration, absolutely. And, uh, you know, my parents were dissidents in the Soviet Union. We escaped from that hellhole when I was a little kid. So what's really scary for me is that we escaped the Soviet Union, but the Soviet Union has come to us now here in America. So what I did is uh, I gathered 11 experts throughout the world to write 18 essays in this book, and we cover everything. These experts show that Obama, for instance, enabled ISIS. He enabled Palestinian terrorism. He betrayed Israel just how he fanned the flames of racial tensions in the United States. It's just, it's a book that shows just the catastrophe that Obama was. And uh, everything we see today, this is just an extension, as you said, Rob, of uh, just this, uh, this hatred of the country. James, you uh, you said you were you escaped uh, from the Soviet Union. Your parents, when you were very young, so when you heard the word disinformation, which of course uh, Joseph Stalin termed disinformatia in 1923, did that signal to you what what was happening in the country, among other things? Well, absolutely, it's very scary just in terms of the censorship we see, in terms of how all truth tellers are being marginalized in our society now in terms of the censorship this all happened in the soviet union this is uh we see a bolshevik coup happening in america now it's very very clear uh it's a bolshevik revolution everything that the bolsheviks did in the soviet union step by step we see this happening in the united states it's just happening in a different form uh, and it's a very frightening period it's a very depressing and sad thing especially for those who escape totalitarian countries that love this country so much, I think we see it clearer on some levels than a lot of Americans do. Well, J Jamie, the other day I saw a meme that it showed the, some of the bigger uh, evil dictators in America, and of course the picture of uh, Joe Biden, which, by the way, they did to Donald Trump. But you see, uh, you see Stalin. Uh, Stalin, he introduced uh, misinformatia and disinformatia. Uh, Joe Biden uh, used those Stalinistic tactics to shut down free speech. You had the Mao, and Mao, of course, he did the Cultural Revolution, which uh, people were made to believe one thing. Uh, those who did not believe were sent to re-education camps, forced to kowtow, publicly humiliate themselves. Then you've got uh, Adolf Hitler, and you can say that uh, uh, the summer of 2020 and the night of Donald Trump's um, inauguration could be considered to be um, uh, 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 the night of broken glass because they attacked storefronts and terrified people who were not uh, down with the leftist uh, agenda. Then you saw right moment on January the 6th, and I said the only difference now is uh, Joe Biden has used all of those. The only thing we haven't had is a genocide, and and I hope to pray that, that that doesn't ever happen, Jamie, but honestly, he's played, he's taken cards from the other 
uh, the other great dictators of the past. Well, absolutely, and the only reason they can't hurt people more is just because they don't have the power. Because, you know, the left, it's totalitarian by its very basic nature. And uh, they're preparing a gulag. It just, it's just a matter of time till they get the power to do it. And they love to brand all their opponents Nazis. Uh, this is a basic tactic of the Democrats. The Bolsheviks did it as well. And today, you know, what's really horrifying, Rob, is we've got the FBI now in parking lots taking down numbers of license plates of parents that don't want drag queens dancing in front of their children. Uh, instead of looking into people like Hunter Biden and, you know, people that are really hurting this country, it's a and very Jamie, frightening development. And, and what about FBI agents and law enforcement in church parking lots during COVID taking down license numbers? Dear God in heaven. I mean, have you ever seen anything like what they did with the First Amendment with regard to COVID, telling people they couldn't go to church, they could not assemble, they could not speak? Are you kidding me? Now, the only difference, Jamie, in we're talking to Jamie Glasoff, he's written this uh, terrific uh, compendium of essays about uh, Barack Obama. Obama and and the reason why the country is here is essentially because of his radical ideas and he's still uh, pulling the strings but the book is called Barack Obama's true legacy how he transformed America but I, I believe we're starting to really understand this that the light of day is coming to this we had some very large supreme court victories between yesterday and today which i'm very uh, sure you're very familiar with so jamie do you believe that maybe uh we've we've turned the corner here beginning to see the cor- turn turn the corner here because this has never been tried in a country that had 250 years of the first and second amendments do you do you see this thing beginning to turn Well, that's a very good question, Rob. Look, there's always hope because of the beautiful, wonderful foundations of this country. Uh, And there's so many Americans that we know that, you know, love this country and believe in these principles. But it's a battle because the left, they fight 24-7. They're very organized. They've been doing this for decades. They've taken over Hollywood. They've taken over academia. They've taken over media. They've taken over all the institutions and so Americans really have to wake up, and uh, we got to fight political war. The left fights political war 24-7, and conservatives have to understand these people hate us. They hate America. And as Ronald Reagan said, every generation is only one generation away from slavery. So we, it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come at an easy price. we really got to stand up to these people. Jamie Glazoff, I appreciate you joining me today. The book is called Barack Obama's True Legacy, How He Transformed America. I, I'm optimistic, Jamie. Uh, like I said, these things have never been tried in a country that had 250 years of the First and Second Amendments, the most powerful pieces of legislation ever passed in human history. So we will see. Uh, have a glorious Fourth of yeah. July weekend. So where can people find you on the, on the web? Well, I'm the editor of David Horowitz's Front Page Magazine, so everybody should go to frontpagemag.com. David Horowitz is a former leftist that left the left, so he knows how to battle them the best. So go to frontpagemag.com, and you can also get my book there. And uh, let's wake up and fight for this country. It's the most precious experiment on the face of the earth. All right, my friend. Have a a great Fourth of July weekend. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rob, so much. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I, I, I'm optimistic because we're fighting back.
I really am. I'm, I'm optimistic, and I, I, I believe that uh, we are, we're beating back all of this nonsense. I mean, look at what happened this uh, Pride Month, all of this nonsense being forced down people's throats. We, have, it's a, you know, we keep being, being presented with you know, America being the greatest country to ever live, uh, to ever exist in history. It is. There's no doubt about it. It was revolutionary. It changed the earth. We went from you know, uh, three-month trips across the country in covered wagons to uh, uh, where half of your party would die of diphtheria to uh, flying coast-to-coast in five and a half hours going west, five hours going east, and then flying to the moon and playing golf on it. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't China who did that. China's just now, they haven't even put somebody on the moon. We played golf on it 50 years ago. So it's worth defending because it has been the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. It ushered in this $1,200 piece of computer hardware. You literally have the library of Alexandria times 10,000 right now in your pocket. America, it wouldn't exist without it. London was around for a thousand years, and they never figured out the internal combustion engine. There you go. All right. Half of, uh, half of American voters say that Biden did not get 81 million votes. Isn't that kind of weird? It's kind of like weird. You shouldn't say anything about that because it's disinformation. Half of voters, according to Rasmussen, say there's no way President Biden got 81 million votes in the 2020 election. 66% of those polled are concerned that the outcome of the 2024 election will be affected by cheating. And, you know, KT McFarland said that on Newsmax just a couple of months ago. That's why I saved this. We now have black and white evidence that the FBI interfered in the 2016 election. And then when they failed to get their candidate elected Hillary Clinton then they just set out to destroy the Trump disinformation so then go back go up to 2020 it was the CIA this time that got involved in the 2020 election with those 51 former intel agents who talked about the Hunter Biden laptop it was a lie Russian disinformation so they've gotten away with it for two elections they're for sure going to get away with it try to get away with it in 24 right because there's no consequence the difference is in 2024 the evidence is there we now have the Durham investigation. We have all the congressional investigations. There is now hard evidence that there was election interference by oh, the U.S. intelligence weird. agencies and the Department of Justice. You know, it's kind of weird because uh, you weren't allowed to talk about the 2020 election forever. In fact, you know, a lot of people don't even talk to it this day because you were immediately told that everything was perfectly fine, even though you said, holy crap, everything wasn't fine. And a million people showed up in Washington, D.C. because they didn't feel it was fine. And here's Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr, she took all sorts of heat the other day. Supposedly, she's anti-Semitic. She's not, actually. She was being, uh, she was being facetious. But here she is talking about that election and what happened. That of these 81 million supporters who gave him more, more votes than any president has ever gotten before, he came yeah. with a mandate oh, yes. from these 81 million voters. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, I- I'm just glad that they were very careful to make sure that nobody could... Um, detract from that proven truth that they mandated that that was the truth and that nobody could say well what about no so the government made it a mandate yeah because you know youtube did and so did uh oh so you can't speak you can't even speak on that (gasps) in those platforms you know, the there election was election. Was or, yeah, right. that, why is that? You used to be able to have an opinion on everything, and, and the government decided all of a sudden that half of the country couldn't have an opinion if it disagreed with the government. That's all a lie. The election was not rigged. Thirty-six counties 
can give you 81 million votes. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. So it wasn't rigged? Of course not. Yeah. 36 <laughs> counties have 81 million people in. That's right. 36 counties have 81 million people living in them. Of course he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? That's the truth. Yeah, it's the absolute truth. It is the absolute truth. Surely, surely, it is uh, the absolute truth. 1,000%. No, not at all. So, yeah, here's the question. It's actually a statement. There's no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes in 2020. 33% of voters said they strongly agree. 44% said they disagree. 35% said they strongly disagree with the question. 72% of Republicans believe it. 31% of Democrats somewhat agree. 45% of voters not affiliated with either party say that Joe Biden didn't get 81 million votes. It's kind of kind of crazy, kind of weird. And then there's this. This is really weird. You better be sitting down for this. Because, you know, uh, if you're over 50, nobody under 50 would vote for you because, you know, you're old and everything. Well, a new Fox News poll shows that Ron DeSantis is behind uh, Donald Trump by 50 points among voters under the age of 45. That's like saying that women will only vote for a woman. It's stupid. Doesn't make any sense. It's about ideas. The nationwide poll uh, taken in uh, June 23rd through the 26th says that uh, uh, Trump has a 64 to 14% edge over DeSantis in voters under 45. Maybe it's because a lot of Gen Zers have been beaten to snot by the government and mandates and all that and realize that the government lies about everything and Donald Trump is the antidote to that. Maybe it's that. Yeah, I think it's that. Let's take a break and come back at some strong words from Steve Bannon about this. And what about Trump Kennedy? I mentioned this. Now a lot of people are. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming up, I've got some reaction from the left to the affirmative action nixing by the Supreme Court yesterday. It was glorious. Uh, Joe Biden has another ad out. Listen to this. You ever see those like ads for ED medications where two guys are just walking along, you know, and one of them says, hey, you know, things haven't been as good with me and the wife in the bedroom. And the other guy goes, well, have you considered uh, looking at ED? Well, what's ED? Well, it's erectile dysfunction. Well, I don't have erectile dysfunction. Yeah, sure you don't. Maybe you ought to go see your well, I'm thinking about it, you know, that kind of thing. And then the other one has the name of the doctor and the prescription, and, and he can even read the taglines of, uh, of the side effects, you know, out of nowhere. Well, that's what this new ad kind of reminds me of. This is, uh, <laughs> listen to this, Joe Biden can barely talk, and Barack Obama is playing along. This is spectacular. Uh, this is real. This is not a parody. This is real. Here's five reasons why I'm asking you to donate $5 to my campaign with some help from a friend. Hey, Barack. Hey, Joe. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Number one, our last campaign was powered by donations from grassroots supporters like you. It's Chinese money. Lots and lots of Chinese money. Number two, your donations are the reason President Biden won the last election. And why I'm still the president behind the scenes. And when he won, he built on our progress with the ACA. He passed the biggest climate bill in world history. Which hasn't done anything. And he brought our economy back from crisis. Now, he actually lowered the uh, GDP to uh, five points, actually, from six and a half to one. That's because of you. Number three, we've got a lot more progress to make. Protecting voting rights, protecting Social Security and Medicare, fighting for our fundamental freedom to love, to make your own health care choices. Yeah, you know what? You, you guys were supposed to fix all that, right? I mean, the infrastructure is going to be taken care of for the last 50 years, and the schools are going to be good, and Social Security is going to be fixed for the last 50 years. You haven't done anything. Uh, 
Let's do some comic relief. This is something that's going around the interweb. What's the song that is played where everybody is on the chair, everybody at the, you know, uh, go, going to uh, the, uh, you know, my mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. I'm going to lose track. My mind's going blank now. Come on. What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are you? Yeah. My mind's going blank Hulk. now. Hulk. I can't yeah. remember. Hulk. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm present. that on social media <laughs> if you think that democrats aren't freaked out by joe biden right now you're out of your mind they are insane they don't know what's going on and they're afraid of what's going to happen this is the rob carson show Hey guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, don't catch the stupid. 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 